This week's episode is brought to you by scapulars.com. Their scapulars are strong, super durable, American-made, and in fact, if they wear out from normal use, they will replace it for free. So check them out over at scapulars.com. I'm Katie Prejean McGrady, and this is Ave Explores. As we make our way through the Advent season, you know, most people think about the main themes that are usually associated with the Advent wreath. We get hope, love, joy, peace. We light the candles in order, purple, purple, pink, purple. My four-year-old is quite into the Advent wreath these days, and luckily I was able to find a little Advent wreath puzzle, so we have one lit, quote-unquote, all the time. But there are more elements to these concepts, these themes of hope and love and joy and peace that are worth digging into. And that's really what this Adore journal has done. What does it mean to be watchful? What does it mean to wait in anticipation and, and joyful hope for the coming of the Lord? And in the second week, we dig into the idea of preparation. How do we actually prepare There's one element to the watching, the watching, the waiting, the anticipating, but then what can I do to make that watching fruitful? What can I do to prepare in in an intentional and, and maybe even diligent way? Repentance is one of those components. Preparation contingent upon am I ready to repent of the things that have made me unprepared in the past? Or perhaps even, what can I ask the Lord to show me in the midst of this preparation? How can I maybe keep courage and be heartened through this journey? And this week, we sat down with Heather Kim, one of the co-hosts of the Abiding Together podcast, and we talked about this word preparation. We talked about what it means to be a person of preparation and anticipation, especially during the Advent season. We're so grateful that you're joining us for this little Advent mini-series as part of our Ave Explorers podcast. You can grab a copy of Father John Burns' book, Adore, over at AveMariaPress.com. There is a link down in the show notes. We'd love it if you'd grab a copy and journey and journal with us as we walk through this Advent season. You can subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. We'd be grateful for you to give it a rating and a review as well. But for right now, we hope you sit back and enjoy this conversation with Heather Kim about being prepared in the Advent season. Heather, thanks for joining us on Ave Explorers. Oh, I'm so glad to be here with you. Thanks for having me. And happy Advent. I mean, it feels kind of weird. We are in a season and at a phase of life. It feels like after the year and a half, the two years that we've all had, Yeah, I was ready for Advent this year. I don't know about you. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I mean, there's this thing that is supposed to simultaneously happen. It feels like an Advent is like one you can't control that there's some busyness that occurs because you're preparing for Christmas. And if you're a parent or if you have coworkers that you're buying presents for or whatever, like there's a certain amount of preparation that goes on. And then there's also this like slower thing that's supposed to be occurring in our hearts, you know? So I'm trying to Mm -hmm. do both of those simultaneously as I try to every year, but yeah. yeah. Well, you answered the question for me. I was going to say, how's it been going? Like, how is Advent? How does it feel to have arrived in this season of preparation, which is our word for the week? Yeah. I love, I love Advent. When I was younger, Lent was my, you know, season of choice because I was like really hardcore, you know, now I'm, I don't know, less hardcore. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love Advent. I love just how the church brings us in to reflect on this time of year. It's so incredibly beautiful. Just the ideas of like the darkness and the light. And I love the scripture where it says the dark is not dark. 
for Mm -hmm. God. Like it's still light for him. And so just the beauty of all the imagery, the season just in the church, the candles, the all of that is, yeah, it draws me in. The church definitely knows how to woo us closer to Jesus. Yeah. It's a great start to the year. Like we get to celebrate the new year a few weeks earlier than the rest of the world. We're into the the second week of Advent. So we're getting in that, you know, like I've set my tree up now and we're going to do the ornaments next week. But we're in that phase of the week. The word for this week is preparation. And how do we prepare our hearts? How do we prepare our minds, our homes, our children, our families, all of it? The three questions that we've been asking everybody for the Advent mini series is really what that word first means to you. When you hear the word preparation, is there a story? Is there a moment in your life where you're immediately brought back to it? Is there some negativity towards the word or some excitement about the word? What does the word preparation mean to you? Yeah. I mean, I think when I think about preparation, I think about preparing for people coming over. I love yeah. like making my home welcoming for people as hospitality is part of my love in life. And so, yeah, preparing the table, preparing the home. I, I don't know my kids like it as much because they have to like clean up and do some <laughs> right. chores, but you know, lighting a candle. Like I even said to my husband today at his office, I was like, how about it, every time somebody comes over, just light this candle, you know, like 20 minutes before they get here. It's just so much nicer, you know, because I want yeah. everybody to have the experience. But I put so much effort into that because I want it to be a beautiful space. I want people to feel loved, cared for, like when they come into my home. Then at the same time, I think, do I put as much energy into preparing my own heart for mm-hmm. Jesus, the King of Kings? to dwell here within me because we are a temple of the Holy Spirit. We hear those things, but literally, what does it mean to make a home for Jesus? Like he does make his home within us as baptized Christians. So, so what does that mean to prepare a place for Jesus? And I've had lots of discovery over the years. And I think, as I said before, like I was a lot more hardcore when I was younger and there's some beautiful elements to that. It's like, yeah, let's get to confession, repent, you know, turn away. And That is the most essential thing is to turn away from sin and come back to Jesus because it's this love relationship, not because it's like, oh, let's just change my behavior again so I can be in God's good graces. But it's like, literally, can we come back into relationship with him in a deep way? I think as I've gotten older, along with that kind of hardcore, like, let's get in there to the nitty gritty of what I need to change has been a disposition of just becoming littler of like, Lord, like I have a lot of poverty within me. It may not be like financial poverty, but I have poverty within my own soul, places Mm -hmm. that I'm so little. And I don't know how to prepare this place for you because it feels really messy. And then I'm like Mm -hmm. drawn to the scriptures where Jesus came into a manger, like into a stable and, and that that's not what he desires. You know, what he desires is this abandonment and openness and receptivity, which I think Mm -hmm. our lady is an incredible model of always in Advent. Yeah. We hope you are enjoying this conversation with Heather Kim. We wanted to take a second and tell you about this week's sponsor, Hallow, the number one Catholic app for prayer, meditation, music, and more. It is an amazing resource for anyone looking to dive deeper into your prayer life, to find more peace, to ultimately grow closer to God. It features daily rosaries, Lectio Divina, examines these awesome pray lists with calm and humility, minute meditations, incredible Christmas music and Advent music right now. I'd really like you to join me in the Hallows Pray 25 Challenge. We're going to journey together to the manger in Bethlehem with Mary, meditating on those key themes of Advent, hope, faith, and joy. Praying with Hallow is a great way to bring peace into your life during this crazy season. You can get access to their more than 3,000 audio-guided meditations, including their Advent prayers and exclusive Christmas music over at hallow.com slash Ave Explores. We have a link down in the show notes. 
You're going to love it. I use Hallow every single day, and I think you will love using it as well. We're grateful that they have sponsored this episode of Ave Explores. All right, back to the conversation with Heather Kim about being prepared in the second week of Advent. Last year, my Advent reflection was, so the four weeks leading up to Christmas, I tried to imagine the four weeks leading up to my second child's birth, which were absolute chaos in our house because mm-hmm. we were evacuated from a hurricane, not living at home, had to find a new doctor. Oh, so I, I felt very close to Mary because we were without a place and all that nesting that's required when yeah. you are preparing for a baby. I didn't get to do it. Like I was living in my grandfather's bedroom. Did and, you have to ride a donkey? Just wondering. Didn't, no, no. no okay, donkey. Okay, okay, I, okay. I had my, my Subaru <laughs> took me to the hospital. Like okay. that was the one, the one claim that Mary and I were not connected in the, in yeah, the travel. Okay, good. good to hear. Yeah. But that thought of preparation, I'm always drawn to Mary probably wanted to prepare in so many certain ways and she wasn't able to and like how preparation sometimes gets disrupted. So maybe is there a disposition of the heart that we can work on to where when the externals do not go the way we want them to, we're still prepared for the yeah. Lord's coming. Do you have any words on how to make sure that interior disposition is prepared? Yeah. You know, I think often like if I go back to the hardcore me, a lot of it was what I had to do, like what mm-hmm. I should do, like all the things that I needed to change. I needed to, you know, put in all the effort and and that's good. You know, like effort isn't a bad thing necessarily, but the reverse is occurring. Like as I realized my own poverty, I realized Jesus is the one who actually does all the preparing. Mm-hmm. Like I just need to be open. Like, you know, he says, like, if you just call to me, I will come in. This is in Jeremiah. He says, I will come in and I will dine with you mm-hmm. and I will hear you, you know? And I'm like, oh, like all I need to do is call and ask and invite God to come in. Because literally like cleaning up everything, yes, that occurs, but I actually can't do that on my own. None of us can. Jesus mm-hmm. is the one who needs to heal and restore. It's his light that needs to come into the darkness. It's his healing power that needs to touch all the wounds and the places that are messy within my own heart that I can't put away. You know, I mean, I don't know about you, but sometimes when people are coming over, I just grab everything and throw it into my bedroom and then shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So like, I don't yep. have time to clean everything. So we're just not going to go in there. And some of us do that, you know, in our own life, we like to compartmentalize things. It's like, well, this is my church space. You know, I go to church, I do this, I do this, but there's parts of my heart that are actually really far from God. So I think the need for us to just open those places within us. So to sit before God, especially in the church, in his presence in the Eucharist, in mass, or just any time that we can get away to just sit before the gaze of God and say, Jesus, just come and heal me with your Mm -hmm. love. Come into these places within me prepare my heart to receive more of you by bringing your healing and your love there. Mm -hmm. I love that idea of preparation is not just what I do, but it's how the Lord is working on preparing me to receive something great. I mean, it's that you can see the gift and say, oh, thanks for the gift. But then you have to like take advantage of the gift or use the gift or it's insulting if it just sits there. And so it's just going to sit there if I don't know what's actually coming, what he actually is. Our third question that we've asked everybody on the show for this mini series is what's your advice for a good Christmas? I mean, Christmas is coming. We've still got a few weeks, but in Advent, what's your advice to make sure that this Advent is fruitful? It's probably in the same vein of everything we've been talking about, the Mm -hmm. little things that we can make sure that we're prepared for. But but as Christmas is approaching rapidly and that busyness and that exhaustion and stress maybe starts to pile in, what's your word of wisdom for folks who want to make sure it's a fruitful season? Yeah, I would say silence get quiet. I know that it's so hard. Like I have to fight for it. It's certain days that like you have to fight to create silence and space, but 
that truly is the place where we can commune with the Lord in the most intimate way. Like it's not that we can't commune with him in the chaos. Thank God he's in the chaos. (laughs) Thank Mm -hmm. God he's in all the noise and the racket and the busyness as well. But I think for us to be able to calm our minds and our hearts and to meet the Lord there in the quiet and the stillness that he can speak to us in a, in a more clear way that we can perceive. So even if that's five minutes, five minutes to tell the kids or your roommate or whoever, like, I'm just going to take some quiet time and light a candle and just be quiet before God and just open wide the door. As JP2 always said, open wide the door to Jesus. Yeah, that would be my one encouragement for myself yeah. too, for myself. Yeah, that's good advice for sure. Maybe not turning on the Christmas carols in the car on the quick drive to Target, but just yeah. enjoy, enjoy that for five few minutes. moments of silence. Yeah, <laughs> five minutes in the van alone. It's a godsend. Heather, where can we follow you and find more of your great work? Well, I am a part of the Abiding Together podcast, so you can find us anywhere you find podcasts. You can also find me at Life Restoration Canada on Instagram. That's my husband and I's ministry or Heather Kim, wherever you want to find me. Yeah, (laughs) we will link all of that in the show notes. (laughs) Heather, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. God bless you and God bless your Advent and Christmas. I loved how Heather really put preparation in perspective, similar to what Sarah Swafford said last week about how we shouldn't necessarily be so concerned about whether or not we're overdoing it but really just focus on what's right in front of us in the here and the now. What is it, Lord, that you're trying to show me as I am preparing to encounter you? And so maybe this week, as we journey through this book together, we we think about what are the things that the Lord is asking me to prepare? And what is the Lord trying to prepare within my heart? It's, It's a twofold preparation. I am being prepared and I am doing the preparing. And how can I do those things with diligence and with purposefulness? You can grab a copy of Father John Burns' book, illustrated by our good friend Valerie Delgado over at AveMariaPress.com. By the way, Valerie and I are spending every Monday during Advent over on the Ave Maria Press Instagram page doing a live on Mondays at 1130 Central, 1230 Eastern. For about 20 minutes, we're talking about her artistic process, how she came up with these images, and then we're doing a color by number together while we talk about the components of the of the piece for the week, why she drew what she drew, where her inspiration came from, how Father John's words spoke to her. So we hope you join us over on the Ave Maria Press Instagram page. Most importantly, we're just really grateful that you listened to this podcast this week. We hope you'll be back next week for another excellent conversation digging into the themes of Adore with our good friend, Sister Miriam James Heidland, to talk about week three. Grab a copy of the book, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, and we'll be back real soon. We're so grateful for this week's sponsor, scapulars.com. You know, they made these scapulars because they were so sick and tired of scapulars that fell apart. And they wanted to create something durable and unique. And they're innovative. They come in an original size with this patent pending design that includes a pocket for your sacred metals. And when you buy one of their scapulars, not only do they ship them for free if you buy two or more, but for every one purchased, they give one away for free to an elderly person who needs it. It's all part of their mission to vest the world. So check them out over at scapulars.com. This week's sponsor for Ave Explorers. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit spokestreet.com.